So in this episode of Ranger Radio, I talk to Amy Clark and Hayden Turner uh, from the Surrey Wildlife Trust at the Nower Wood Educational Centre. Now at the time in 2015 when we recorded this, um, the Educational Centre was just about to go through a major refurbishment and um, expansion plans and and all the rest of it. Um, So it was before what the centre looks like now, which is incredible if you've never been to uh, the Nowerwood Education Centre, although I expect your children probably have through uh, school trips and so on. It really is a fantastic local resource. Uh, And the people there, like Amy and Hayden, are uh, really so knowledgeable. Uh, Hayden, for instance, um, uh, he is a presenter for National Geographic and um, some of the some of the documentaries you see on Discovery Channel are Hayden Turner and he was working there and has probably at some point or another come into contact uh, with your kids who may have been there on um, uh, on educational visits. So they, they, that's the quality of the people uh, at the Surrey Wildlife Trust. Our wood as part of Ranger Radio and we've just driven up here from Pond Farm with James Hurd. Um, James is the ranger that I'm normally embedded with when we do this uh, podcast series but we're here at Nower Wood which is the education centre for the Surrey Wildlife Trust and we're joined by Amy Clark who's the Director of Education and Hayden Turner who is the Education Centre's manager. Apparently there's more than one centre. Um, the other one's in Godston, right? That's correct, mate. Yeah, over in Bay Pond Nature Reserve in Godston. Yeah. And uh, it's a very different reserve than this one. Um, they've both got fantastic attributes. Uh, the one over at Bay Pond is uh, more of within the, the village or within the sort of urban sort of setting, whereas this is a little bit more off the beaten track here at Nowwood. Um, and it's about 82 acres of semi-ancient oak woodland here. Uh, we've got about uh, five or six ponds on here that we do. We've got a range, a host of activities that we do here with uh, school students ranging from early years to the upper key stages and A-level studies right. and uh, lots of other stuff as well. Right, now uh, Amy, the, so the, so the, the education programme, what, what is it all about? Why do you do it and um, what's the benefit to the Trust? Okay, so education is actually one of the core aims of the Trust and it's quite heavily supported through our membership. So those people that join as members of Surrey Wildlife Trust help to um, fund and help to uh, give money towards our education programmes. So it's really important for us to get that support. It's important that we link kids with the natural environment and it's not just kids. We look at people of all ages and we have a real problem at the moment with people's disconnection to nature and what we want to try and do is to reconnect them back. I think that's a, 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 a valid point. I mean, you take where I live um, in Camberley. I didn't even know, as I said to, to James many times on these podcasts, about Barossa Common and that it is accessible to the community, that they can walk there, enjoy the wildlife and that type of thing. But I suppose from an education point of view, it's, it's also teaching people how to be responsible in those areas. Definitely. We want to provide a legacy. We want people to be so passionate about the wildlife that they have on their doorstep that in the future years they will be other directors and other CEOs of the Wildlife Trust and other rangers. They all will be taking care of the important natural heritage that we have here in Surrey. So we have to educate them about it 
And nine times out of ten, they're not aware that it's actually there on their doorstep. Mm. So we have to get them out, and then we have to get them excited about what's around them. Well, when we were at Barossa Common, we found a green spider, the green huntsman spider. Um, who would believe that you would have something so tropical-looking right here in Surrey? Definitely. I think a lot of kids nowadays and teenagers really do engage with wildlife on a huge international scale. But what we try and do is bring that down to a local level because it's just as exciting with some of the smaller creatures that we have crawling around in our undergrowth as it is with the huge lions and tigers um, on, on other continents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just sat with you literally at the pond here that was sat by recording this podcast found a toad. Yeah, definitely. And that's the exciting thing about being on this reserve um, and being around our education reserves with kids is that they come across things and we really try and get them to engage with things that they see and it's important for us not to always tell them all the answers but to real foster to really foster a scientific inquiry and a sense of discovery in their minds so they can find out things for themselves okay now Hayden you are at the front line so to speak with a lot of these young people that come to the education centers just talk us through some of the things that you would do on a day-to-day basis well sort of following on from what amy was talking about about engaging with the with young people as you can hear my accent's not from here originally and uh you know i I, i've been very very fortunate to to work in a lot of countries in the world um how i ended up in surrey that's another story but 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 the point i'm making there is it doesn't matter where you are in the world or on the planet you there's lots of innovative ways of, of getting young people to engage with their environment and it does come down to the passionate people that deliver that as well the likes of James out in the field on on, on lots of different reserves Amy with what she does with uh, other parts of our team with um, outreach and people and wildlife and community engagement and then my great team that I've got here that work on on the educational the fixed educational nature reserves so for example a a group of students um, in a lower key stage, say key stage one at school, would come up uh, on their bus. And you can remember when you were young, your first uh, sort of trip uh, out into uh, the nature with your school group or your teacher and how exciting it was. Well, we greet them as they come up the hill here with that same enthusiasm and try and remember what it was like when you were a kid and, and try and make that day incredibly special for them. Of course, you're going to get kids that come up that are a little bit apprehensive because it's their first time maybe outside into a woodland and then you'll get ones that just want to plough themselves straight into it and we have to harness that we have to grab onto that and we have to a try and get them incredibly enthused about the environment um, get them also to understand that as Amy just said it's not lions and tigers and elephants and giraffes that are right in your face that kids these days are incredibly bombarded with uh, with all the types of media that they have access to, but get them to have this sort of little bit more like a crime scene investigation sort of thought in their head head that they have to go out and investigate a bit more. In the United Kingdom, you know, you have to, we have to look a little bit harder for our wildlife here, but it's still all out there. And it's just as cool, isn't it? Absolutely just as cool as you were talking about the Green Huntsman, you know. Um, When you've got someone like James, um, James that can deliver that sort of, bit of information about that with passion and enthusiasm you can make that a rhino a giraffe or a panda or anything in with that sort of same engagement and I suppose what I'm trying to get across here is that when you've got a great team of tutors to get kids involved and engaged in the outdoors um, they walk away with a great message they walk away with a they'll sit around their dinner table at night and talk to their mum about 
an exoskeleton on a on a on a an invertebrate or something like that, and their their parents are like, "Wow, what did you do? How, where did you learn that today?" That's what we're here for. But it's also to protect these magnificent places that we have in Surrey. But also, one thing that I really really want to push home is to get kids and adults alike out into the countryside. Yeah. That's really important. Absolutely. Now, James, you you are out in these uh, nature areas on a day-to-day basis what sort of things do you want to see as a result of these education uh, programs on the front line well i guess the first and foremost from from a, a guy at the coalface a bit similar to hayden <coughs> excuse me is um is seeing kids take an active part in caring and being involved with understanding the natural world around them so as lovely as it is for them to come out on their school group trips and do do these things that come through school, that is, in my opinion, the first step. And what I like to see as a ranger is when they then go out with their families because they've gone home having had such a great day out learning things that they just didn't know about before. Then they go home and nag their parents, right, this weekend, come on, can we go out here? Can we take a dog for a walk there? Or they, they're just out in their garden, you know, looking at stuff in their garden, having a little dig around the pond with a net and seeing what aquatic wildlife they've got in the pond or looking at butterflies and bees landing on the flowers in the garden and things so it's when you've once you've planted that seed in them or you've ignited something that they, they a passion that they didn't know they quite had from one simple little trip out to somewhere like now wood or bay pond and then from there they can they they will run with that themselves and they'll drive on that passion from there so it's just creating that spark within them and giving them the enthusiasm to say look if you're interested in this just go out and have a look yourself. It's all around you. Start with your garden, go to reserves, go to green spaces. And if you look hard enough, you'll find it. Right, excellent. If I can just add on to that, and James, absolutely in total agreement with you. And uh, one of the things I've, I find about getting the kids outside is that parents, a lot of parents or carers or guardians will say, oh, but I can't get them away from the iPad. Or I can't get them away from the Xbox or whatever. But if technology is the is the problem, you've got to look at technology as an actual platform. So turn that, that negative into a big positive and say, right, is there an app that I can get to put on my iPad or onto my smartphone or whatever it is to get my child engaged outdoors? And there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of next to nothing cost, uh, some most of them free, of getting an app that you can get onto that iPad or that, that smartphone or tablet and get them out to classify something there's a massive problem across the world it's just not it's not just the united kingdom i see it wherever i travel with children not being able to classify that green huntsman or that 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 flower or those things that we grew up with that our parents would have told us six or eight fundamental plants um invertebrates birds or whatever that we had to know as a child get the ipad out there as a tool for classification and it's so easy to do the enthusiasm from the three of you is infectious, I've got to say. Um, and uh, it's definitely sparked, a, I suppose, a desire for me to get my daughter, who's eight years old, involved in this sort of stuff. And uh, the first thing I'm going to do when I get home is join the Surrey Wildlife Trust. Good on you, um, and Good on you. I'm definitely going to do that, get a family membership and come along to some of the incredible events that you guys have. Now, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the education centre because it's in a bit of a dilapidated state um, and I know that you're currently fundraising to um, rebuild it and and build a a new state-of-the-art education centre that children from across Surrey and wider can enjoy. Um, The Surrey Wildlife Trust is a charity 
Um, so just talk us through what that's likely to cost and how people can help. Sure. So like you said, the buildings that we have here, um, I'm sure um, many people um, will have visited as a young child. And even then, 40 years ago, these buildings were second hand. Right. So as you can imagine, yeah. as you've seen today, they're, they're not the best of yeah. facilities. Although um, I would say that adds to the ambience a little bit of the place. Does. <laughs> it does. Thankfully, the, the team of the staff that we have here and the passion that they have, it kind of helps you to forget perhaps of the building that you're sat in yeah. and the beautiful woodland that we're in. Yeah. Um, however, to go forward and to be able to provide facilities for for more children and more children, especially with the SCN, the Special Educational Needs Groups, yeah. to be able to provide state-of-the-art facilities with them, we need a new building. Um, so we are looking um, to expand with that and we're also going to need the funding for that. The whole project in total, right down to tables and chairs and every last microscope that we might need, we're looking at about £800,000 for this project. Right. Um, and we've probably raised about a third of that money so far thanks to the generous support from some individuals and from our members and yeah. our volunteers. So yeah. it's been fantastic, mm. but we've still got a bit of a way to go yet. Okay, and I, th I suppose uh, one way that people can help is just by joining, like I mentioned earlier, just by joining the Wildlife Trust. Um, there's a lot of benefit from that, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, our members are, you know, our, our foundation and, and, and they, they're advocates for what we do as well as supporting us in so many different ways. Uh, the membership is a fantastic thing. You, uh, you, get, you get loads and loads of uh, benefits from it. Um, but as Amy was saying, the, the, the f new facilities will give us greater access to give young people and adults alike from Surrey and from, out some, some, from outside of Surrey uh, some incredible uh, opportunities uh, to, to uh, come and uh, enjoy these, these places. The other thing we really want to do with the, the facilities is... Um, the new centre is make it really sustainable and it's like a flagship uh, building uh, for people not just uh, people to come to and enjoy new warmer facilities in the middle of winter and uh, toilets that flush um, but more uh, you know just look at sustainability and how they could build something and maybe relate some of that to their their world as well okay brilliant now james just finally uh the surrey wildlife trust website where people can find out about uh, membership the website, yeah, it's just www.surreywildlifetrust.org. Just put Surrey Wildlife Trust into Google and it'll be at the top there. Yeah, and you're also on Twitter at SurreyWT for Wildlife Trust. I, I would urge all residents to follow what's going on with the Surrey Wildlife Trust. It really is fascinating. I'm a big fan now that I've been out with you guys and seen some of the work that you do. And I'm, I'm certain that there are a lot of children out there in Surrey that will really benefit from uh, the services that you offer. Thanks very much for taking part in the podcast. We're going to go and have a little walk around now and I'm going to capture some of this incredible place on video that we can show residents. So thanks very much. Absolute thanks. pleasure, mate. Thanks. Thank you.